Hello and welcome to whatever. <laughs> you know, it, two weeks ago we joked we were suddenly, last week, one week ago, a uh, week and a half ago, we were uh, joking that we were a Brewers Diamondbacks podcast. And, you know, that, not a bad idea. Yeah, one of those teams looks pretty good. You know, um, I, you know Arizona's probably had a three-inning save this year, maybe. I don't know. We, we, we could be the uh, three playoff game uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if the the three like inning are. start podcast, optimistically. Oh, yeah. Can you if if Lance Lynn goes three innings in Game Three, he's the best Dodger starting pitcher alive. That's how um, it's been. It's been a fun two games at Dodger Stadium. Two egregious games. Uh, one at least to come. Uh, maybe maybe no more than that. Maybe more than that. We'll find out. You know, stranger things have happened. We'll recap, I guess, the two games. That is a fun trivia question, I assume. Maybe. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can make fun of me for not getting, <clears throat> getting it right or something. Uh, and then I guess we'll look ahead to game three in Arizona and I guess game four. <laughs> Should probably do that, I guess, on the on the off chance that happens. So, yeah, we're going to do that. It'll be fun in games, uh, but we can all commiserate together. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if n- n- nothing good happens after that, we've got off-season stuff to look forward to. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? We'll be right so, back after so this. <laughs> I guess we start with starting pitching, right? That'll be the quickest part. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Like, that was as, like deflating you remember okay we were both sitting next to each other uh, in the matt stairs game and just that that was the most air sucked out of dodger stadium moment i can ever remember mm-hmm. this was like that but worse i think <laughs> yeah i mean i wasn't there i uh proud tradition of not watching yeah. games i did start watching uh game yeah. one and then uh i think by at five zero, I turned the game off yeah. and was following on GameCast. But I'm like, I can't do this to my mental health right now. It's not not worth it, especially with. Uh, uh, and I was going to say Bob Costas, but really any neutral announcer was just going to get on my nerves uh, for sure. Even if they were perfect and skilled and doing the right thing, uh, it was going to bother me. So the inebriated um, uh, gentleman who was walking out in the parking lot at Dodger Stadium in 2008 in game 4 um so many things happened in that game and that that person at that point chose to yell damn it Kershaw mm-hmm. who was a rookie pitching in his second uh career postseason game and he gave up uh a hit and a walk and then uh, the tying run scored after he left you know, on his ledger that was in the fifth inning, far before the, the game was decided. But that gentleman could not wait to get that <laughs> off his chest. And 15 years later, he is justified. No, it was, you know, the whole thing about Kershaw is like, last three months, been dealing with left shoulder injury. There, You know, is he going to retire? Like, he, he insists he's fine. He's clearly not fine. Like, he's gutting through it. He... he He's pitching like on, you know, six days rest for all of September. He was pitching on six days rest in this one. It was like, this was like going to be his like one last hurrah or whatever. Like last sort of moment in the sun. And man, he did not have it at all. Like um, the Diamondbacks were all over him. Um, He, the first five batters reached um, uh, all with hits. 
And the last one was the the last one you saw was Gabriel uh, Moreno, the catcher, hit a three run home run to essentially end the, the festivities uh, at five nothing. Kershaw got a ground out, which you know it's called the Bronx cheer for a reason. That was as close to a Bronx cheer I've, I've heard at Dodger Stadium, where it's like an out, you know, like a ground out to the next guy. But then he gave up a walk and a double, and his his outing is over. Uh, worst start of Kershaw's career by far. Um, one out, six runs, seven balls in play, all at least like 96-plus miles an hour. They were absolutely scalding. Um, like I said, air completely sucked out of Dodger Stadium. It, it happened so fast. It was like yeah. it was just it was like shocking, you know. Not just like oh, the, like this is happening to Kershaw. It's like oh my god, this is like I subscribed to a quasi cable news service. I did Sling TV. I literally mm. put in my cre- credit card, yep. uh, turned it on. I think went to get a glass of water or soda or something. Came back and it was one nil. I was like. <laughs> And uh, and there were people on base. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was really fast. <laughs> it really was. I I joke. This was so before the home run. Was it one batter before the home run? Um, I can't. Oh, I think it was Christian Walker. So I think it was one batter before the home run. He hit the the double over Peralta's head in left field that sort of rattled off the the bullpen fence. You know that part of the wall that's like actual like yeah. a fence in inside the thing. And I, I, I just joked like that that ball hit the made the fence rattle as if to remind the Dodger bullpen to start getting loose. <laughs> and then like next pitch or one of the next few pitches was home run over. It's like oh okay this is <laughs> this is ugly. And so like I don't know what you could say. The Dodgers were down six nothing before they batted. Right that game was over. Um. So and then then Emmett Sheehan. Uh, relieved Kershaw. He pitched three and two thirds. That was his postseason debut. He gave up three in the second, but otherwise pitched fine. I mean, you know, this is just a soak up innings thing for him at that point. But yeah, down nine nothing so early. Like, I, you can't take much away from that other than that. Uh, after the game, um, Kershaw, Roberts, everyone was insistent that Kershaw was healthy. Relative and that to he what was game my. Four. <laughs> right. It's like. He's not necessarily more worth than he was a month ago. That might be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes down to like also or that he's also starting game four, but like it comes down to like what else are they going to do? Yeah. You know, like they they definitely could start Ryan Pepio. Like he. So as we're talking now, Lance Lynn is starting game three. Pepio is going to be available. I would imagine they're going to do some sort of a piggyback maybe. Um. With and then Emmett Sheen still in the piggyback mode on Kershaw in game four. Um, but you you could argue that Pepio should start game four, like, you know, or whatever, if it came to that. But obviously they have to get there. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. Like, it just it just didn't – it felt like there's a disconnect. Um, yeah, I yeah. – no, Dodgers are no strangers to great regular season uh, kind of – a playoff exit, shall we say, outside oh, yeah. of 2020. But uh, the last year and this year feel really similar in that um, one little staring at getting embarrassed by a divisional rival in which they, you know, uh, beat 
in the regular season by 16 plus. I forget what the yeah. San Diego lead was. 22. <laughs> so 16 yeah. and then 22. Yeah. Uh, but at the same, like, if you look at start, I, I would say the sort of current real um, what what a, a Friedman Dodger team looks like really started in 2017. Yep. And sure, there were exits, but it's like in the World Series and got cheated out of it. And then 2018 kind of overachieved given how it Their was. Their most flawed team. Yeah, and, and still made the run. World Series. And, and exactly, right. And then 2019, yeah, they lost in the NLDS, but it was one game five against a red-hot national team that went on the war in the World Series. And they were one Dave Roberts' worst game as a manager, I think, bar none, away from at least advancing. Um, Bringing... Bringing Kershaw in in relief in Game Five and okay. keeping oh. him in out. No, no, bringing him in I thought was fine. And then you, you're, there's your right. batter, and that's it. And then keeping <clears throat> yeah. Joe Kelly in. And then so 2020, oh, right. they won. And then 2021, <coughs> excuse me, law, like just got gassed after a grueling divisional race, and then lost to the red hot um, Atlanta Braves. And then so that leaves us with last year and this year, which feel entirely different. The, this they have not. Oh, it just kind of, you know, one thing's go different. They look awful. In both right. those series, they looked awful. It, I will say last year, um, the games were close. Like, game two was close. We'll get to that in a second. This year. Uh, last year, the, the games were close. So, like, you know, they were more winnable than these felt. That's uh, yeah. that's true. Yes. But the so at least from yeah. a, and I, I know you wrote an article on this, from a my goodness, these hitters look anemic and did the, the time off affect them and all that. Outside of um, a Shamanaya's start, and they had just destroyed Shamanaya all of last year, uh, they they looked really, really bad in all yeah. four games. Yeah. And they do so here. I know, obviously, the, but we, we knew starting pitching was going to be an issue going in. Maybe not this much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but on, honestly, game two, that's kind of not that far off what I was expecting. Game one, aberration, for sure. But this often, this is not what I was expecting two years in a row from this offense yeah one of the things i plan to ask we'll get to the offense in a little bit but um you mentioned like 2021 um obviously kershaw got hurt last weekend of the regular season so they weren't fully prepared for that and like and then 2022 gonsolin never like got back but they still started him anyway um this year kershaw's severely limited they're like it's it's like the last three fall seasons I, I'm trying to figure out how to, I, I'm I'm sort of already thinking ahead to the end of season press conference because that's the next time I'll be at Dodger Stadium most likely. Um, but I was thinking like how to ask like how do you how do you try to plan to correct what has yes. clearly been a shortage of having healthy starting pitchers in October? That that's because, a really oh sorry go ahead, yeah. go ahead finish no no that's it that, that's I was just going to say that's a really good way of encapsulating what I'm I'm kind of getting at in that like. Every year prior to this, sure, there's lessons to be learned. I've mentioned before that I I do think they made a shift towards prioritizing contact hitters a little, contact a little bit more after 2018, but little tweaks. Although, but other than that, it was just like you know what, the playoffs are a crapshoot, and we got the the wrong side of the dice. This does not feel like this. Something is wrong. Uh, if your your offense two years in a row is going to come out and looking like this, I don't yeah. know what the fix is. Um, uh, uh, it's certainly not tell MLB to fix the, no. the time off. You are oh. a bazillion dollar franchise. Figure it out. So I asked um, last week on our on the podcast. I I think 
I propose, you know, how they stagger. Yeah. The reason for that weird off day between game one and game two is because they have to stagger the American and National League. So there's there's not games with zero days with zero games like going forward. And I, I propose they should do it during the wild card round, um, you know, to end that little quirk. But as I was talking to people uh, during the first few games at Dodger Stadium, it's the reason they don't do that in the wild card round is because then that would mean one of one of the division series teams, um, the one and two seeds in that league, would have six off days instead of five, and they already don't like five. <laughs> so, like, okay, I get it. So I sort of wrote something about that today at True Blue LA, and it was just my sort of – I think John Smoltz even mentioned this. I don't – he was, like, kind of going in all different directions on one of the broadcasts I was watching – he, the, he's he and Joe Davis. I'm going to pretend doing... what you meant is that uh, uh, Smoltz specifically brought up your article. That's right. <laughs> and I was reading yeah. as I always yeah. do. Well, True blue. To be, LA. to be fair, Joe Davis might have slipped it to him. Yeah. No, I, I doubt it. <laughs> but no, but anyway. Um, so he he sort of mentioned like you know shortening the uh, the off days. I don't know if he w- if he mentioned like a Monday like playing Monday. I don't think that's like feasible. But you could do no off days between the wild card and the division series. And then just make the wild card team go directly to whatever city. Any, right? like, I am a big fan of anything that gives, not just because the Dodgers win the division a lot. Anything sure. more advantage to the division win, to the division winners, to the top two yeah. seats, I should say. Um, just because baseball is such a long season, it feels like you should be. Um, I don't know the exact. I've, we talked about this a little bit before, and I don't know the exact format of what KBO Korea's uh, South Korea's uh, baseball oh, region is, like, where it's possibly wa- have to play two day, uh, three times in two days or something. Or, uh, or but they, they, I think they spot the higher seeds wins, and it's stuff right. like like again, and it, not saying we need that's, to copy that, right? Just but from a doing well in the regular season gives you an extreme advantage, and I'm a fan of anything like that. So yeah. yeah. Okay, you're a wild card and you win all three games. You yeah. don't get a day off seems totally fine to me. Knowing you're going to get a day off two days later, right? That's and, not anything egregious yeah. um, compared to the regular season. And, and as an aside, we I would say both of us are talking about this from a procedural standpoint. Uh, we both acknowledge that the Dodgers are getting their ass kicked by the Dodgers. Oh, 100%. It has and nothing like, I, to do with like. I think it's so more like, from a sure. This yes. would m- make things more likely to give you a good product, and from Major League right, Baseball perspective, to, yeah, sure. Right. But as you mentioned in your article, and stop the Astros last year. And yeah. again, you have so many resources. You know this is a thing coming. How are you this bad? And, you know, only two seasons, maybe it's just luck of it or all, but, it, like, to, again, to be just this off yeah. is but, frustrating uh, as a fan. We'll save that for a little bit because we're going to talk about the offense later. But before we get into game two, I want to go back to something you, you mentioned about uh, the 2019 uh, Kershaw game um, in relief. Um, after that game in the clubhouse, uh, season over, and, you know, they hadn't won a World Series yet, and... He was like, I think he had, I think he had a glass of wine, and uh, he was as despondent as I've ever seen Clayton Kershaw. Like mm-hmm. at that point, um, and it, I believe the line that day in 2019 was, "Everything everyone says about me in the postseason, it's all true. I just haven't got, you know, I haven't got it done." He was just so like defeated in that moment, right? So sad. He wasn't that level. On, um, on uh, 
God, what day was it? Saturday? <laughs> Saturday when they played because they have all these damn off yeah. days. Um, but he was he was like, I, I let everyone down. You know, I feel terrible. Like this this was so bad, so bad. Like, um, and there was definitely a level of that. But like, yeah, it was just like you're always thinking, right? Like we again, we don't know what he's going to do at the end of the year. But that's a terrible way to have. If that's his last start, yeah. like, oh god, like you know, like that's that's so bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was bad. So then um, that you know, going into game two, you're like, well, Dodgers could just tie this, and they have their uh, their best pitcher arguably on the mound going in game two, Bobby Miller, who's a rookie, but who has also made strides like throughout the year. Um. He just couldn't throw strikes. First, it's his first playoff game. Yeah, this is another one where uh, again I wasn't going to watch because mental health reasons. But I was I paid attention the whole game, mm-hmm. and my brother was at the game, texted, and again I'm like getting ready, kind of getting situated to pay attention, and uh, my brother texted a picture of the game, and then. <laughs> uh, Later, I think it was the yikes emoji, and at least it was only three. And I was like, what? How? How did I miss something this quickly again? The first three batters reached. I believe, uh, I don't remember how many pitches, but I think, I believe he walked Corbin Carroll to start. And it just seemed like, oh, he took, yeah, Cor- Corbin Carroll took six pitches in a row. And, like, it was full count and then walked. Um, and then, yeah, first three got on, first three scored eventually. <laughs> so, uh, you know... If this this is the uh, op the 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 inverse of the disco stew, if these trends continue, like hey, the Lance Lynn's only going to give up a run and a half in game three, uh, in in the first inning, so that's probably good. But yeah, it's like you, they're just they're down three nothing before they batted. You know, like it's brutal. Like you, that's no way to live. Now, we talked about too how how because of the off days, um. Well, well, we'll get to this in a second, but just so Miller, right? Um, he They pulled him with two outs in the second inning because he allowed two more runners in that inning. He, so two walks, four hits, three runs. Um, the ESPN Stats and Info put out a thing. Uh, Dodgers starting pitchers have a 40.50 ERA through two games of this series. I mean, we should, just to be clear... Clayton Kershaw's is 162. <laughs> it's, you know, six innings, one out. Bobby Miller, three innings, five outs. Still bad. But um, from ESPN, that's the worst starters ERA in the first two games of a series in MLB postseason history. So the Dodgers... Historic. They set a record. <laughs> yeah. This is a historic Dodgers team, as we've always been saying. <laughs> they won 100 games on with basically a MacGyvered pitching staff, and uh, here we are. Um, and in this case, the duct tape fell off. <laughs> now... So if there's any reason for optimism, you know, for a team that has to win three in a row, including two in, in Phoenix, um, it's there, you know, one of their uh, biggest advantage. And I'm not saying like th- this, the Dodgers bullpen versus like the Diamondbacks. Well, it's just the Dodgers bullpen is very, very good, especially the high leverage guys. And boy, did they show it in game two. Like, uh, Dave Roberts was aggressive in pulling Miller. He said he was going to be aggressive because, oh, so <laughs> a couple funny things. At, at, going back to game one for a second, um, I, I mean, I almost had to laugh because um, Dave Roberts was like, uh, about Kershaw, he's like, you know, I, I actually thought the stuff was good. They just kept hitting it. You know, it's <laughs> like, well, yeah, okay. Like, but then, um, yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, also, 
so there's concern about if they go to game four. Like, Kershaw hasn't started on four days rest since May 21st. Now, the reasonable thing, like, is he going to be ready to do that? But then (laughs) the day after the start, Roberts is like, well, you know, he he didn't use a lot of bullets last night. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, that's, if you could, if you could just laugh at the moments like that, you're doing a good time. But anyway, so they also didn't use any of the leverage relievers in game one. They could you could go through an entire series with three off days in in, a, in eight days and use your high leverage relievers every game and probably be fine. Um, they were very aggressive in using him in game two because they didn't use him in game one. So uh, Ruzdar Gradrock entered in the second inning. Uh, you know, at, at worst their second best reliever. I think um, he got six outs. He was pulled in the fourth. It was the first time he'd ever um, pitched in parts of three innings in the majors. Uh, he got, so he ended up, he walked a guy and then they, they Roberts pulled him and got booed. Uh, that was a misread by the Dodger crew, but I will, I'm giving cutting them slack, be, slack because all they had seen to this point was terrible baseball overall. <laughs> and so like they had to take out their frustration on someone. And also it was, uh, Gr- Gratterall is not pitched like, again, hadn't done that since he was a starter in the minors in 2019, May. And two innings matches his major league career high. So, like, he gave them all he could give them. The walk uh, snapped a string of uh, 31 straight batters retired by Gratterall back to September 9th. Um, That was in Washington, D.C. So, he had a hidden perfect game, uh, you know, at least 27 outs in a row. He's also pitched 27 scoreless innings in a row. He he lost a lot of runs July 24th. He's been great. Um, so after Gratterall, they got Ryan Brazier for seven outs. He, um, he got, he retired his first six batters, allowed a solo home run. That was the only run allowed by the bullpen all night. Joe Kelly got five outs. Um, you know, he, he did the, some Joe Kelly things, had a wild pitch, like a, a walk, like there were some threatening things, but he got out of it. Evan Phillips got four outs. So that, that group seven and a third innings, one run, nine strikeouts. It's like, what more can you ask for? Right? Like, so I, you know, the bullpen kept them in game two. We will get to why uh, the Dodgers did not uh, capitalize on that opportunity after this, but I have a trivia question for you. Oh, good. Going I can be embarrassing, to, too. It'll be fun. Going back to Clayton Kershaw's uh, starting game one, six runs, uh, recording only one out. In Major League po- uh, Baseball postseason history, uh, six pitchers have allowed more than six runs in a start while recording no more than three outs. Can you name any of them? Probably not, but yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take a guess just for you, Eric. Yay! Name bad playoff starts. <laughs> you that's had right. some specifics there, but that's that's what you're getting for here. Uh, I'm looking here. So, I would ca- I would characterize these three are f- like modern, like like recently. At, um. Uh, there's what? What did I say? One, two, three, four. There's six total. Three are recent, and then the other three are in the nineties. Oh, that's all I said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about Ian Anderson? Ian Anderson. So I think you just picked the wrong guy. Oh. Oh. Um, yep. If I think what you're saying, but yeah. Um, 
But you ha- you're on the right track. Uh, so you sort of, yeah, that's right. You're on the right track. Is it the game three starter in 2020 in LCS that I can't think yeah. of on top of my head? Apparently, that I was yeah. convinced was Ian Anderson. Kyle Wright. <laughs> there we Ian go. Ander- there we Ian go. Anderson, Ian Anderson, funnily <laughs> enough, was the <clears throat> former Braves pitcher and was in the Juan Uribe trade to the Dodgers when Uribe went to Atlanta, who also looked kind of like Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> um, so. Um, Kyle Wright allowed seven runs uh, and got two outs in, a, in the Dodgers' 11-run first inning in uh, Game 3. What a weird series that was. So, um, and the and the Braves almost won that series. Maybe the Dodgers. You know, the, the Braves are up 3-1 in that series, if you, if you remember. Yeah, you um, needed to win three in a row and then a World Series. Look, I'm just saying. So here's the deal. So the Dodgers have not... Um, Lost two game, the first two games at home at Dodger Stadium in a series since '96 um, against Atlanta in the division series. Uh, they did not; they they lost game three in that one. Um, <laughs> but someone pointed out because I had only done the search for at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers also lost the first two games of the 2020 NLCS at Globe Life Field, uh, and when they were the home team. Um, and then, then, of course, the next five games are all also at Global Life. <laughs> just you know, they just batted different times. But uh, yeah. that's going to be my one answer. You tell me the other five. You want me to give? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what not. if I tell you? What if uh, I tell you the other one is a, a, another brave? The highest one on here is the a, a brave in 1992. Uh, I, so Smoltz. Um, close. Another Cy Young winner, uh, Tom Glavin. Okay. I, was, game six, I had three guesses. So, <laughs> game six of the NLCS, uh, he gave up eight runs. He pitched into the second, but only got three outs. Uh, the Braves lost that game, and uh, they were trailing in uh, game seven. And the Pirates almost made the World Series, and then Sid Bream happened. Uh, so Francisco Cabrera, Barry Bonds, you, know, you all see it. Um, the other, so he gave, Glavin gave up eight. Uh, Bartolo Colon gave up seven in uh, game four of the uh, American League Division Series uh, in 1999 uh, for Cleveland. There's a lot of Braves on here. Mike Fultonevich. Um, <laughs> so if you remember, the we go back to the 2019 NL, NLDS Game 5, the the Joe Kelly, the Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. the Howie Kendrick game at Dodger Stadium. That was the night game. The first game that I, day. I was, I was. Oh, I was trying to think yeah. of this series. And I. I knew I couldn't pull it. So. Yeah, it was where um, the Cardinals came back. Uh, the The Cardinals won the last two games of that series. They scored ten in the first in Atlanta to, and then thirteen to one to close out that series. Um, so another another Dodgers Braves uh, NLCS we were robbed of because those teams <laughs> couldn't close out. Um, Dakota Hudson, uh, Cardinals, also 2019, a few days later, uh, against the Nationals. Uh, these are all seven-run people. Uh, Todd Stottlemyre in 1996 uh, for the Cardinals against the Braves. <laughs> Would you have liked okay. it if I just rattled that off? <laughs> yeah. So here's a fun fact. So as we were looking up, when the Dodgers were down 11 nothing in uh, game one, they're, they've lost 11 nothing twice in the postseason. Uh, famously, they lost Game One of the '59 World Series, uh, 11 to nothing, and then they beat the the White Sox in six games to win the World Series. And if you're going by the same sort of rubric, obviously that's a best of seven. Um, but they did win the next three, so at the time you're like, well, you know. Like, you know. <laughs> but but then also, um, I for, actually forget it's not in front of me right now, but. They lost one of the games of the 20, uh, 2009 NLCS to the Phillies 11 nothing as well. I believe that was a Cliff Lee game. that He owned them. 
uh, not that Cliff Lee did the, the batting or anything, but um, yeah. Uh, so we were looking up like what was the worst just shut out generally in the postseason and what a wild time this was. So there's two people on this list. I mentioned Todd Stottlemyre. Um, he was game five for the Cardinals. So the Cardinals in 1996 were up three to one on the Braves. The Braves won the World Series in 95, but again, trailed 3-1 to the Cardinals. They won 14 to nothing in Game 5, and then they won a close game, I believe, Maddox. It was a Maddox game in Game 6. And then they won 15 to nothing in Game 7. <laughs> so, those, uh, Donovan Osborne was the starter in Game 7. So those were the two highest shutouts in Major League postseason history by the Braves in a three-game stretch. That Braves team go, goes into um, Yankee Stadium, wins the first two games of the World Series. They're going to clearly be back-to-back world champions. And then I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, lot, a lot of going. I, you, you did well. Uh, I, I'm giving you partial credit because I know you, what you were thinking of. You had the right Oh, I game. give myself full credit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, everyone calls Kyle Wright uh, modern-day uh, Ian Anderson. That's so what I, I do. Yeah. I get it. All right. Uh, hey, which talk about offense? We've yeah. done this a little bit, but there's you've got stats. Speaking of partial credit, they are. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the the Dodgers got two runs on four hits in game one. Um, the a late Will Smith triple. Uh, I think it was in the eighth inning when the Dodgers were down eleven nothing. Made me erase that eleven uh, nothing note I had in my recap. Um, so <laughs> they I didn't realize this till the next day. But game one was the 100th postseason game for the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Um, 11, the 11 to two loss was the worst run differential they've ever had there. Um, so another, this is again record-setting Dodgers team. I think we've all we've all agreed. Then they had two runs on six hits in game two. Um, JD, JD Martinez hit a solo home run. That's the Dodgers' only home run of the series. The big things were. Um, we'll get to the fifth in a second, but they had bases loaded in the sixth inning, one out. They chased Zach Gallon in the middle of that. Um, so Roberts sort of pulled all his, all the position player levers he could outside of like using Austin Barnes. Um, but pinch hit Chris Taylor for Jason Hayward when they brought in the lefty, uh, Andrew Saul Frank. Uh, Taylor walked to load the bases. Uh, they pinch hit Kike for Kike Hernandez for David Peralta. He got an infield single that Kettle Marte made a tremendous diving like stop on it. If that goes to the outfield, it's two runs. Instead, it's an RBI infield single. That ended up being the only run of the inning. The In between here, James Outman, who has been good against left and right uh, generally, um, had a bad strikeout um, and like for the second out of the inning. Uh, but then with Miguel Rojas, the nine-hitter due up, um, Dave Roberts went to Colton Wong and, uh, he, uh, you might wonder Colton Wong on the roster. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he is. Um, but so Wong grounded out weekly to first base end of the inning. Wong made the roster over Ahmed Rosario. Um, it was basically a matchup thing. Uh, Roberts did say, um, Rosario, who's a right-handed batter. It was redundant with, with Taylor and Hernandez. Um, and plus Arizona only has three lefties on the roster, all of them relievers. Like um, rookie Brandon Fott is a right-hander. He's going to start game three. Um, so pinch hitting for Rojas was like 
I think basically the only time you're going to see Wong, he Wong did play later in game one, but again, it was right. a blowout at the time. So you obviously lose some on defense. Wong is a really good defender, though, Not, but like he's not Rojas, right? But also he wasn't playing short, Kike was, and then Wong goes to second, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, Rojas actually turned it on offensively later in the year. He had a 101 WRC plus after August 1st. Like, he was legitimately good. Like, and plus with his defense, really good. But also, not really good against right-handers. Like, on the season, 52 WRC plus against righties. Like, that's terrible, right? And so, if you're going to have Wong on the roster, that's kind of when you use him, right? Like, so the other thing with Wong, the only the reason he's on the team is because he was so bad in Seattle earlier in the year that they released him. Um, so his his numbers on the season, like if you look at it, he only had a 54 WRC plus against the righties in the, in the season, but limited number of plate appearances, also didn't play for a good few months there. Um, signed with the Dodgers, sort of revamped his swing a little bit. And again, this is a very small sample size, but 31 plate appearances in September, 110 WRC plus against righties. Wong has generally been a, an above average hitter in total in his career and especially against righties. So like that's why he's on the roster, right? But at that point like I think the point also is there's neither one is all that of appealing of an option, you know. Yeah. You're just like I get it. But Wong is like the best chance for that spot because you need you down two runs, you need you need to score and you need to score as much as possible. You could say, what? well, if they had Rosario, that's like he's the fastest guy on the team. Um, but also, like, he hasn't really hit righties either. So, like, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, it, it's just a tough spot. But also, this is, that's like sort of ancillary, but uh, in the fifth inning, it, it comes down to like, you know, pretty much everyone is not producing, but ma- mainly also because they're the biggest names and they are the stars and they're not playing like it. So far, again, two games. But Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman are one for 13. They did walk three times. They were the two that scored on the Will Smith triple um, in game one. Um, The hit for those two was an infield single by Freeman to first base in the first inning of game two when Gallon was late coming off the mound. Did you see that play at all? I didn't. Freeman slid into first. It looked like it could have, like, it, it looked like it could have been bad, like, uh, like his knee kind of hit, like, you know, it's one of those, if it yeah. just hits a certain way, it's bad. He also fouled the ball off his knee later in the game. So it's like, it looked like a painful game for Freddie, but he, he made it. But again, there's nothing, there's just like not, there's just not much you could do when your best players aren't performing. Right. Like that's, that's what it, what it sort of comes down to with that. I don't know. It just, it just, I, I just don't know what, like what you, you couple that with the, with the starting uh, pitching, and it's just like that. That's a bad place to be, man. Like, there's, you're not going to win many games at all doing that. I've had some amount of rational optimism before. Yeah, maybe I felt down emotionally um, when they were down three one to the Braves in 2020. But you know, uh, you know, still thought, oh no, this this is it's a good team. They could do it. I don't know yeah. if I feel that about this team. <laughs> yeah. So the the other thing is. Um, Dave Roberts did say, like, we had our chances. Um, that's sort of true, but they were kind of all concentrated in that fifth and the sixth inning. The fifth was um, runner on first and second. 
uh, with uh, one out, and then it was Betts and Freeman due up. So you're like, all right. And then um, I think it was 3-1 at that point. Both situations they were down to because I think the homer came in the top of the six. So, um, and then in the in the six, but they only had they were one for six with runners in the scoring position in both games. Is what I'm getting at. They added a walk in game two. So six plate appearances and then seven plate appearances, that's not going to cut it. Um, the, the four of the seven in game two came in game in the sixth inning. The other two were the Betts and Freeman uh, thing. There, there was another J.D. Martinez earlier. Um, so they in the during the regular season, the Dodgers averaged just shy of 11 plate appearances a game. So, like, they like not only do they need to hit with runners in scoring position, they, they need to have runners in scoring position, <laughs> like, to you know. Like and so they just need to give themselves more chances. They were actually very good with runners in scoring position, um, 277, 370, 450, um, 120 WRC plus. That was the best in the National League. There were four American League teams that were higher. But if you look at it, so they're they're two for twelve with runners in scoring position. That's 167. They're eight for 51, which is 157 when runners aren't in scoring position. So it's like, just how about more. just yeah. yeah. How about just have more runners or, you know, like maybe make, I don't know, just weird. So, yeah, this is the most simplistic thing ever, but like uh, they need people on base and they need to do more when they're on base. Like we've solved it. I, you know what? Like I, I think Hire that's us now, gonna, Andrew. Yeah. Make it happen. And so they're going to need offense too uh, because like we mentioned, uh, Lance Lynn is starting game three. Uh who knows how they're going to be aggressive with the bullpen. Michael Grove uh, pitched. Uh, he's going to probably be available for a couple of innings or so in um, in in game, you know, one, one or two of those games. So, like, add him to the, sort of the pile. Ryan Pepio is going to figure in in some way. But, again, they're going to have to hit, and they're going to have to overcome uh, whatever they get or don't get from the, from the pitching. So, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but hey, they're going to they at least get to bat tied uh, in the oh, first inning. That's right. So. Oh yeah, that, so that's the other thing. Obviously, so they're trailing early, right? So they they haven't they haven't even like you said they haven't even been tied at, after any of the innings. They've trailed at after all eighteen innings yep. of this series, <laughs> and so like I think for yeah from a psychological standpoint. Being up one nothing would be um, feel amazing, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like they they need to play from ahead. Like you know, I don't, it's just a weird analogy, but like it you know play downhill like that you know that kind of a thing. Like it doesn't really make that much sense baseball wise, but like you, you sort of get it. Like they're just they're just in a tough spot. So you know uh, that's that's kind of all we got. <laughs> this is the, probably the. It's it's the I think it's the the worst two game start to a playoff series I can remember in my lifetime for the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, they've had some bad ones, but like like they had two runners get thrown out of home plate in in New York in 06. But but like you know that, those were reasonable games too. Like this this felt worse. Um, I think with like expectations and everything. But so, you, you know what? Here they're going to be in a less tough position when we record again um, around Thursday. Yeah. Uh, no matter what. Right, that's they're, right. They're, they're we're, either we're either tied, gonna, you know, yeah. with a one-game playoff in Dodger Stadium, or uh, 
you know, relaxing. <laughs> That's right. We're going to, so we'll, we'll have a podcast for you a little later in the week. Like we said, um, it's either going to be a game five preview or we're going to, we're going to kick up our heels and uh, get ready for the off season because yeah. that's, that's where we're going, but they at least have one more game to play. So we're going to watch that and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk I'll watch about it on Gamecast. That's hey, hey yeah. they, if they can score you, uh, 11 runs, I'll turn, I'll turn it on. How about you're that? the, you're the Jerry West of, uh, we, of, yes. uh baseball I, watching. Like, would, yes. No, I've always felt ashamed of that. And then when I heard Jerry West, same, same deal, I was like, um, yeah. Billy Bean too, right? That was a whole thing. In the uh, oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, so, I'm in good company here. Should we redo the three-inning save logo and have it be your profile, like, like Jerry West is the <laughs> Just, like, logo? with my head, my, uh, head <laughs> in my hands. Yeah. Trying, uh, just getting angry. <laughs> I was getting so, angry watching on Gamecast. I can't imagine if I was watching it on TV. You, oh, God, yeah. Well, uh, on that happy note, uh, yeah. this is Ooh. a three-inning save podcast. That's Jacob Birch. He won't be watching. I will be watching and listening to the broadcast for the first time and see what everyone has been talking about on Twitter because <laughs> I was at the games, uh, the first two games. But, yeah, I'm Eric Steven. We are produced by Brian Salvatore. This is the 3 Innings Save Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll have a lot to talk about next episode. Uh, we'll figure out what it is in a few days. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.